بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال من خير معاش الناس لهم من خير معاش الناس لهم رجل ممسك عنان فرسه في سبيل الله يطير على متنه كلما سمع هيعة أو فزعة طار عليه يبتغي القتل أو الموت مظانه أو رجل في غنيمة في رأس شعف من هذه الشعف أو بطن واد من هذه الأودية يقيم الصلاة ويؤتي الزكاة ويعبد ربه حتى يأتيه اليقين ليس من الناس إلا في خير رواه مسلم This brings us to the final hadith of the brief chapter Istihbab al-Azala in the Fasad al-Nas was Zaman The desirability or the permissibility of adopting seclusion at the time of fitna and fasad, one fears where there is a very real danger that one may lose his deen or iman. For him at that time to adopt seclusion or cut himself off from people in order to protect his deen and his iman. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala is a narrator. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said, Min khayri ma'ashin nas of the best forms or avenues of livelihood is that person who holds the reins of his horse mumsikun anana farsihi holds the reins of his horse in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in other words the first part of this hadith refers to a person's preparedness at all times he is ready in anticipation of the need of the requirement that he has to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This refers to a person being trained and prepared for jihad at all times. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when it comes to the occasion of hijrat, Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is approached by Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Actually, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa himself approaches Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. It's a very, very hot day. He approaches him at a time when normally people never used to venture out. When the sun has reached its zenith in the middle of the day, knock is heard at the, at the door of Siddiq Akbar radiallahu ta'ala and the narrator is Aisha radiallahu anhu, a young girl at that time. She narrates, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam approaches her father, informs him that Allah Ta'ala has given permission to make hijrat, leave Makkah, Mukarramah and proceed to Madinah, Munawwara. At that time, Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, As-Suhbah Ya Rasulullah, that O Nabi of Allah, will you give me the great honor and privilege to be your companion in this hijrat? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam accedes to this request of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Aisha radiallahu anha, commenting on this occasion, she says, مَا شَعَرْتُ قَدْتُ قَبْلَ ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمْ أَنَّ أَحَدًا يَبْكِ مِنَ الْفَرَحِ حَتَّى رَأَيْتُ أَبَا بَكْرٍ يَوْمَ إِذٍ يَبْكِ 
She said, I had heard that people could cry out of joy or happiness. That day I witnessed it. Abu Bakr was overjoyed to hear that he would be the companion of Rasulullah in Hijrah. The point we are making is that Abu Bakr then said to Rasulullah that I had been rearing two camels in anticipation of this for the last six months. In other words, the preparedness, the readiness, one's wealth, one's life, one's time, one's physical self, to be ready at all time to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to strive for Allah's deen. So this is where the word imsaq comes, mumsikun ana nafarsihi, that he holds the reins of his horse, he's got his horse ready to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from beforehand, when is the need, when is the requirement that I will have to utilize myself, my my, my, my livelihood, my means for the striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah's Rasulullah this is the imagery that is found in this hadith. And he introduces this, min khayri ma'ashin nas. There can be no better livelihood than this. So from this, a mu'min is encouraged at all times to be ready, to be prepared to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مِنْ خَيْرِ مَعَاشِ النَّاسِ لَهُمْ رَجُلٌ مُمْسِكٌ عَنَانَ فَرْسِهِ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَطِيرُ عَلَى مَتْنِهِ كُلَّمَا سَمِعَ هَيْعَةً أَوْ فَزَعَةً Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes on that this person jumps onto the back of his horse whenever he hears, whenever he hears the sounds of battle or danger. He doesn't hold back but he put himself, puts himself forward. Interestingly, the hadith of the words in the hadith, yatir, tare yatir actually means to fly. It refers to the flying of a bird. Yet the same analogy is used in this hadith, yatiru ala matnihi. This person literally will translate it, jumps onto the back of the horse. Wherever he hears the sound of danger or the need or the requirement for Allah's deen, Allah's deen there is an opportunity for me to strive in the path of Allah Ta'ala. No hesitation. In fact, the analogy j- flies toward in the direction. Flies in the direction of what? In the hadith, Rasulullah says, Tara alayhi yabtaghil qatla wil mawt madhannahu. Wherever he thinks the opportunity is going to be there for him to actually give his life in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without hesitation, Tara, he flies. Tara alayhi abtaghil qatl. Two times the Islam uses this analogy. Yatiru ala matnihi, tara alayhi abtaghil qatl. The same word to fly. Although the person, human being is not literally going to fly. This again indicates the fact that there is no hesitation. The person is driving himself, putting himself forward to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this should be our mizaj. This should be our temperament that how Allah can use us for His deen. Allah's deen is dying around us in every direction. We should be ready. Now tashkil is made to go out in the path of Allah. Be prepared in advance. Don't wait for mashwara to be made or last minute for us to be told that you know what, if there is need for a jamaat to go to foreign countries, jamaat to go pedal jamaat, walking jamaat in the path of Allah Ta'ala, wherever there is the need. In this day and age, this would be the relevance of these ahadis to us. That beforehand we are striving, we are working, that how Allah can use my wealth, how Allah can use my means, anything I have to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Islam said there is nothing better than this. There is no better livelihood than this. That whatever you have, you are using it to prepare yourself to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And obviously the expression 
that wherever there is danger, wherever there is mort, wherever there is death, this person is in the first saf, he's not holding himself back. He's going all out. So in our current context, what would that mean? Wherever there is the greatest taqaza, wherever there is the greatest hardship and difficulty. For example, in our context, the elders, example, they encourage us that now in this current situation, there is great need in Africa. There is great need for us to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these areas. Now what is the mindset? Africa, hardship is difficult, a lot of hardship may get sick, there's lack of electricity, there is, the uh, means are not there, the comforts and luxuries are not there, why don't I rather go to an area where it is easy? So this is where we learn the mizaj and temperament of one who really wants to strive in the path of Allah, has kept Allah and His Rasul in front. Wherever is the hardest, wherever the greatest need, the greatest mushkilat, greatest mujahada, he is ready to put himself and strive there first before anywhere else. There is no hesitation. Rasulullah said, Tara, he flies. You have to hold him back. He is ready to move. This is the shan of a mu'min. This is the shan of true muhabbat and love and ish for Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That, Ya Allah, how every ounce of whatever I have can be used for the preservation, for the upliftment of your deen. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes on, Oh, oh, in other words, what is the next level after this? This is the highest level, like we see in the previous hadith, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, previously where he was asked, Ayyun nasi afdal, who is the, who is the most virtuous person, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa what is the most virtuous action? He said, Mu'min, mujahid binafsihi wa malihi fi sabillah. He said, he's a believer who, who, with his wealth and with his life, strives in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And then, Nabi Sallallahu referred to a second level. In other words, this is not as superior. This is, if the opportunity for that is not there, then second level is this. Second, what does Rasulullah Sallallahu refer to? He says, رَجُلٌ فِي غُنَيْمَةٍ فِي رَأْسِ شَعَفَةٍ مِنْ هَذِهِ الشَّعَفِ It is that person who has a few goats or sheep which he rears or herds at the top of one of these mountains or at the bottom of one of these valleys. In other words, generally we find that due to climatic conditions, the grass is greener or it is more fresh or more conducive towards the rearing of livestock at the top of the mountain or sometimes in between the valleys at the bottom of the mountains. So Nabi Sallallahu refers to these two areas. He says a person, Ghunayma. Ghunayma is what we call in Arabic, Ismetazgheer. Ismetazgheer means a few. Herding or rearing livestock is not his objective. It is a necessity. This is what indicates why Ghunayma. Few sheep, just what he, basically what he needs to make ends meet. This is not his objective. He has a few sheep either at the top of the mountain or in a valley between the mountains. And that is the lower part. The reason for saying top or between the mountains as we mentioned is that generally this will be where the grass is conducive for the rearing or the herding of livestock. What does he do? This refers to seclusion which is why Imam Nawi rahimahullah has introduced this hadith in this chapter. 
Yuqimus Salah, wherever he is, even though he's in seclusion, he establishes Salah, discharges his Zakat, worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Hatta Yatiahul Yaqeen, until mort, until death comes to him. In other words, he is totally, completely, exclusively engaged in the ibadat and the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the removal or exclusion of everything else in total, complete seclusion. Again, we find this hadith alludes to a time when fitna, when the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when, when the challenges or the hardships or the tribulations that will be faced in trying to practice upon deen will become so difficult and so hard that it will become in, untenable to remain in society. and will be forced to leave and go into some mountain or go into seclusion. This is the prophecy of Rasulullah at such a time when the requirement is there for the preservation and to resist the temptations of shaitan etc. Then a person, this would become a necessity. So this is the second level which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam refers to. In other words, a person lives amongst the people fulfilling their rights unless fitna unless dini trials and tribulations necessitate the need for this person to adopt seclusion and cut himself off from people. The last part of this hadith, Rasulullah mentions, and we see that in the previous ahadith also a similar allusion. This is a very, very important point which which we should take heed of. In this particular hadith, Rasulullah when he speaks of this person in seclusion, he says he cuts himself off from the people, establishes his salat, discharges his zakat, worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until mort and death comes to him. And then Nabi says, لَيْسَ مِنَ النَّاسِ إِلَّا فِي خَيْرِ In the previous hadith, يَفِرُّ بِدِينِهِ يَدَعُ النَّاسِ مِنْ شَرِّهِ We find that this condition is mentioned. At the end of each of these ahadith. Literally translated, لَيْسَ مِنَ النَّاسِ إِلَّا فِي خَيْرِ He does not meddle in the affairs of people except to do good. In the previous ahadith, he runs away from the people to preserve his deen. In yet another hadith, Rasulullah says, يَدَعُ النَّاسِ مِنْ شَرِّ He saves the people from his evil. Now what does this mean, save the people from your evil? In this case, Rasulullah says, لَيْسَ مِنَ النَّاسِ إِلَّا فِي خَيْرِ He does not meddle or interfere with anyone unless there is some goodness to be done. This refers to what we previously, what ulama Kiram mentioned, they give the analogy of a bucket full of water. But the bucket has got a hole. So that water is not going to be of any benefit to this individual if there is a hole in that bucket. Exactly the same way, my respected brothers, a man, he's got a few sheep, he's in some mountain, he has cut himself off from everyone. Allah's Rasulullah says, Ya Abu Rabbah, he's in ibadat day and night, establishes salat, discharges zakat. Ya Abu Rabbah, hatta ya'ti He worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until mort and death comes. In other words, total seclusion to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but if the hole is there, if he is a source of shar and hurt and harm to people, all the good he does, Allah protect us, will be destroyed because of that. So the elders say you will gain the closeness of Allah Ta'ala through your ibadat, 
and you will destroy your ibadat by not being careful in how you deal with people. So this is where, this is why we find this warning or this reminder constantly found, this theme found in all these various ahadiths. That as Muslims, it is our primary duty, it's a responsibility, a dini shari obligation to protect the lives, the honor, the property, the dignity of our fellow Muslims. Don't be a source of shar. Don't be a source of hurt and harm to those around you or any person. So this is what Allah says, Don't meddle in the affairs of people, except, obviously, unless you want to help someone. You are a source of khair or good or benefit, then it is fine. Otherwise, this is what we call a means which by which we will destroy whatever naked and good we are doing if we are not careful in how we deal with people. Allah give us to fix one.